Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 29, Guitar Riff. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week we have the third message from my friend James. We are still in the fall of 1988, and the message is about 15 seconds long. Here it is. When I first listened back to this recording, I could not tell who it was. One of the challenges of this project has been trying to identify callers that do not leave their names. Considering the messages were left over 30 years ago on a low-fidelity device, and that the samples are sometimes very short, it is often difficult to name the voice. Even in cases where I can identify the caller, the person who left the message does not always recognize the voice of their younger self. This was the case for Ann Pearson in episode 23, the Anne question. In fact, after her older brother Chris heard the episode, he texted me to say that although the voice was similar to Anne's, he was 99% sure that the message was not from his sister. I would love to have an episode interviewing Anne, Chris, and James with me trying to convince them that it could only be Ann Pearson leaving that message. Returning to this week's recording, James does not say his name, so I was not sure who it was until I emailed James the song, and he confirmed it was him. Part of the problem is that almost everyone I knew back then was an aspiring rocker of some variety. At least five of my friends who I have played messages from so far, Kevin, Jason, Chris, Brian, and James, sang and played guitar. We have already heard Chris play a song in episode 13, and this short tune does not sound like him. But otherwise, the jingle-like riff could have come from a number of people. On the other hand, after listening to it several times, I can distinguish James's style of play. Like me, he enjoyed a wide range of music, from classic rock to classical. When I left Chicago for California in 1991, I gave my extensive record collection to James for safekeeping. As friends came to visit him, they would ask to borrow albums from his newly acquired library. Apparently, the Foch Library became famous for introducing the sounds of little-known avant-garde musicians to the ears of young Chicago rockers searching for a new direction. I like to think my archive played a small part in creating Chicago's post-rock scene of the 1990s. Sadly, at some point, one of James's roommates, 
who lacked his collectivist ideals, snatched a large number of discs and likely traded them for hard cash. Okay, that's it for this week. If you would like to participate in this podcast or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.